This podcast has been brought to you by GM Moving, part of Greater Sports. We're here to help the people of Greater Manchester get moving and to improve lives through physical activity. I'm Eve Holt, Strategic Director at GM Moving, and today's podcast is all around walking. So May is National Walking Month, and today I'm joined by Charlotte from Living Streets, Louise from GM Moving, and Lucy from Cartwheel Arts to really explore the power of walking, how people have supported and enabled others to keep walking during lockdown, Um, and how we can really support those who are less likely to be active, um, to be active, um, and how walking is a great way to do that. And what are the things that we need to design in to our places and to our ways of working and living um, to enable walking to be accessible for more. Enjoy. So thank you um, for joining me today. So do you want to introduce yourselves? Um, Go on, I'll start with you, Charlotte. Hello, I'm Charlotte McHugh and I work for Living Streets, the national charity for everyday walking and I'm working in Greater Manchester and as part of a project we are supporting primary schools to deliver WOW which is the year-round walk to school challenge but we also support lots of other audiences such as communities, older people uh, and post-primary audiences. So we're working with lots of different people to try and encourage people to make walking part of their everyday local journeys. Hi, I'm Louise Robbins. I'm the Greater Manchester Walking Lead and as part of Greater Manchester Moving, I work with uh, a range of organisations and community groups uh, to achieve the walking ambition. And that ambition is to create a culture across Greater Manchester where walking is a normal part of everyday life. And that means creating safe and accessible attractive environments for walking, raising awareness of where to walk and who you can walk with and helping people to appreciate the benefits of walking that are personal to them. Hi, my name's Lucy Holland and I'm the development manager at Cartwheel Arts. So we are um, an arts charity based in Rochdale and working across Greater Manchester. And our aim is to deliver art for a reason. So that's using the arts to address social issues. So that could be anything from supporting people with mental health issues to people living in deprivation, community cohesion, well-being. So we do, we do lots of different projects, but it's all about kind of bringing people together and building confidence. Fabulous. So this month has been National Walking Month. Charlotte, can you tell us a bit about what that has meant and what you've been doing at Living Streets? So May is National Walking Month and it happens every year during May. And it's an opportunity to encourage more people to be active every day as part of their everyday routine. This year, obviously, things have been a little bit different, but we've still tried to say to people it's really active, perhaps even more important than ever to stay active and We've used May as National Walking Month as a way to promote this. So we've been asking people to try 20, just 20 minutes a day. And we've had different tips throughout May. And we've tried to incorporate lots of different tips that make it easy and fun for people to join in. So for for those people who perhaps can't leave the house, we've had some indoor activities. For those people with children or homeschooling or homeworking, we've tried to fit it around people's uh, their responsibilities that they have at the moment 
So there's lots of different things, whether that's letting the children lead the way, having a treasure hunt, having a walking meeting. There's lots of different things that we've tried to do just to encourage people to fit a little bit more activity into their daily routines. And people have been sharing their tips with others as well and encouraging other people to do the same. So we've had the hashtag walking from home. We've been encouraging people to take part and to share their experience of National Walking Month. And we've had some lovely examples of people enjoying their local area and getting out and staying active during lockdown. So, Louise, can you give us an overview of why walking is such a priority for us at GM Moving and, and the power of, of walking and, and what, we, what we're doing in Greater Manchester to help everybody to walk more? Yes, absolutely. Um, walking is something the majority of us do without even thinking about it. And research shows that 96% of the population can walk unaided. So it's a simple, natural movement and it's just something that's part of everyday life. However, research also shows that um, in Greater Manchester, 27% of adults uh, do less than 30 minutes of physical activity per week. And this has enormous implications on individuals' health and well-being, and for society uh, in its broader sense, including you know, demand on the NHS through illness or isolation and congestion and, and air quality for use of cars. So walking is important because it's a relatively simple, easy activity that people can do. And you can do it from where you are, in the clothes you're in, and can build it into your everyday life. And it can help us as a population to become more active. So we're at GM Moving are trying to encourage people to move more as part of everyday life for everyone's benefit and for a range of reasons. So data from TFGM tells us that a third of all journeys of one kilometre or less are driven. And we know that these journeys can be walked often are because of uh, you know, our culture of dependence on the car or habits around that. But there is a lot of potential to increase levels of walking across the population to help uh, people's immediate short-term health and well-being, to reduce the risk of um, developing long-term uh, health complications and con conditions, which in turn will or address the demands on NHS um, and support the climate emergency facing Greater Manchester. And we've seen walking become one of the most sort of popular forms of outdoor activity during the COVID lockdown phase. I think we've lots of people have enjoyed, haven't they, um, their, their sort of daily, daily walk around the block or walk out from home. So why has walking been particularly important during the COVID crisis? Is there anything you can share, Lucy, in terms of your work within local communities? Yeah, so for us, we really wanted to support families and communities to to get out and get walking. Um, lots of the people that we work with wouldn't necessarily consider themselves to be kind of walkers, if you like. So we just wanted to produce a booklet that gave people ideas for getting out and getting active without the pressure of going for a walk, if that makes sense. So there's just loads of fun activities to do outside, um, bringing in some creativity. So you can go on your walks or collect natural elements and then bring them home and make something. So like a wind catcher um, or look for different sticks on your walk, that kind of thing. So it's just really about giving families and communities ideas to sort of get outside and get active but also do really nice positive things as a family at a time when 
lots of families are living in quite stressful situations. The walking booklet's a great example of a way in which you've adapted um, some of your work to kind of meet the current needs and to reach different people. And um, for anybody listening, how can they get hold of, of a copy of the walking booklet? Can you tell us a little bit more about what that includes and how it came about? Yeah, so we originally received the funding to develop a walking uh, trail as um, at our community festival that we run every year. It takes place in Downhill, which is in the top 3% most deprived areas of the UK. Downhill's in Rochdale. And the focus of the festival is to to bring arts and culture and sport and new experiences to the estate. So it's right on the doorstep for everybody. But obviously we're not able to have the festival this year for the first time in 17 years. So we thought, you know, how what can we do instead? How can we use this money to support our communities in a different way? So we decided that we wanted to develop a, a booklet that had 10 different activities inside. So four of the activities are things to do indoors. So things like measuring the house with your feet or playing the floor's lava. And the other six activities are things that you can do outside. So we've printed 5,000 of these booklets and they've gone to uh, families across Rochdale. And then you can also download the booklet from our website, from the GM Walks website. And we're also releasing an activity every Wednesday over 10 weeks on our social media and draw the day website brilliant thank you so people should go and check out the gm walks website louise so that's a great example of um some of the work been doing at a local level and they're in rochdale is there anything else in terms of the work that you've done and how you've been adapting as gm moving across greater manchester to encourage more people to walk in current times Yes, uh, and in Greater Manchester, um, we usually support uh, National Walking Month uh, with a, a walking festival. So for the last five years, there's been a Greater Manchester Walking Festival, which has celebrated the joy of walking, where to walk, people to walk with. But this year, unfortunately, we've had to postpone that a bit like Lucy's festival. So the adaptations we've been focusing on are, you know, building on the government policy advice to get out every day and walk as part of your exercise, even when the message was stay at home, stay local. We were, we were really building our communications on that to say, well, how can we inspire people to, to walk from home? Go and explore your local area, find out some facts about your newest place and share those findings on uh, social media through the GM Walks Facebook or Twitter or Instagram pages. And really building on that message that it's OK to walk alone, to walk every day uh, and, and positively encouraging people to walk little and often. And like Charlotte says, building on that 10, 20, 30 minutes of activity every day. I've heard so many people talk about the sort of gems that they've discovered on their doorstep over the last few weeks. You know, so many people have maybe got, you know, people got used to, haven't they? The the idea that you have to, you know, don your hiking boots and jump in the car and head out somewhere to the hills in order to go for a good walk. And that's what a good walk looks like. And I feel like it's really shifted people's perception of what is available locally, of what, you know, little delights that you find and pay attention to. And this idea that you've described there, Louise and Lucy, really, but actually, you know, just just walking out of your door. You know, absolutely. it counts. It absolutely counts. Too. Well, we've been we've been blessed with a lovely spring, but but actually the the 
the beauty about walking is that the pace at which you walk is just perfect to notice things around you and to uh, you know take the time you can pause you can start again you could chat to someone you can start again you can walk a bit quicker you can do all of those things whatever it, it is um, just in your own you know you don't have to be reliant on anyone else around you but noticing that detail noticing what there is um, around you and getting a different appreciation of the environment in which you live or work absolutely i've got um, a long list here of of messages that i've been saving from social media where people have been sharing you know their joy really of sort of noticing the blossoms and the bulbs flowering and hearing the sound of birds and what a difference that's made for their mental health and enabling them to sort of sustain lockdown um, and avoid some of that fatigue that um, lots of us have been experiencing over recent weeks so in terms of your work charlotte nationally um, how have you adapted at Living Streets um, during the lockdown period and what are I guess some of the maybe opportunities but also the challenges that you've seen when it comes to people walking? So I think what's great to see is that people have been getting out and walking and perhaps people who usually wasn't part of their daily routine and walking is one of those things where you experience the benefits for yourself. So people can tell you that it makes you feel better. It helps you feel happier, a bit more ready for school in the morning. But it's actually getting out there and doing it that, that makes you appreciate that. And I think the, the weather has helped, has helped encourage people to get out and give it a try. And people are seeing it for themselves. So at Living Streets, we've been continuing to support the communities that we work with. So we've been sharing resources, free resources that are also online as well. And just indoor activities, outdoor activities, ways to fit walking into your daily routine. But a bit more than just a walk. A walk plus uh, a treasure hunt or collecting things or noticing things or connecting with other people. So just lots of different activities to engage the families that we work with. And I think it's about trying to keep up this momentum at the moment. So whilst people are out and about, what they're also realising is that perhaps the walking environment isn't quite fit for purpose at the moment. Going forward, what we need to think about is how we can prioritise pedestrians and how we can make sure that our streets are safe and are attractive and that they prioritise people on foot and people using active modes of transport over the vehicle. And it feels like the car is prioritised at the moment. So we're just trying to shift the perspective, really, and make people realise that they can ask for more than they have at the moment. That's obviously been a very, is, is a very live subject for us at the minute in terms of creating that safe space for people to be able to continue to walk and cycle. Um, and in Greater Manchester, we've got the Safe Space Save Lives sort of campaign, um, which is going on across Greater Manchester. And lots of temporary measures are being put in place to, for example, widen pavements, to um, create you know longer time for people to cross roads and to put up pop-up bike lanes um, and take these sort of action whilst you know really trying to capitalize on the fact that people have been out and about have been wanting to walk and cycle um, and a very real need to, to enable more people to do so more of the time going back to 
the topic you talked about there in terms of how we create places then that enable more people to do that. We've really seen, I think, the difference in recent weeks um, between those who are able to walk out of their house and have a safe, accessible green environment in which they can go and enjoy a walk. Um, and obviously people who don't have access to that sort of space. So, you know, some parts of Greater Manchester, particularly places where people living in high levels of poverty um, in more urbanized areas there is less access isn't there to, to safe space and, and to green space um, which feels really important in terms of how we've enabled people or we don't enable them to, to stay active and, and to be active so is there anything else that you would add thinking of you Lucy in terms of your work within the communities in terms of how we can create these spaces that really enable more people to enjoy walking locally I think for a lot of the, the families and communities that we work with, it's about having places that are family friendly and feel safe. Uh, I know with my own toddler, it's been much easier to go out and about with him when the roads have been quieter. You know, if you're having to, to cross busy roads with lots of young children, that's, that's quite hard work, uh, you know, to get to your local park. So I think just giving people lots of ideas of how they can walk in the current infrastructure that we've got is, is a, good, a good way to do it. But also, as everyone else has said, about building better and improved infrastructure. And as we in that sort of building, build back better um, and think about how we really make sure this being about space for everybody and designing for, for diversity. So is there anything that either Louise or um, Charlotte you want to add in terms of how we're making sure that then these are, you know, streets, streets for all. And we're thinking about accessibility challenges that those that are, whether you're pushing a double buggy, you've got a mobility aid, you're in a wheelchair. You know, there's some sometimes it's, you know, little differences, isn't it, in, in the infrastructure that make it make huge barriers for people in terms of being able to go out and enjoy a, a walk with yeah. family and friends. Yeah, well, I think in Greater Manchester, there's the work to create, well, it's the B network, which is for um, walking and cycling, with the uh, double buggy test, you know, which is the, can this route be accessed by a parent or an adult pushing a double buggy uh, in this space? Is it flat? Is it wide enough? So that's a sort of test about the quality of, of some planned new um, infrastructure for walking and that's long term and that's and that's uh, there's investment going into that through the um, Greater Manchester Cycling and Walking Challenge Fund uh, with with hopefully more investment on the way uh, but in terms of this short term or in terms of the aspiration it is worth remembering that walking is important for everybody but especially for those that don't have a choice and walking is their mode so you know those without good public transport links or access to a car for older people who, who can't drive or, or or don't have access to a car for parents of small children for teenagers who want their independence so for all of those people you know what is that environment what is it that makes it safe and appealing is it the green space is it the width is it the link between the buildings not having high walls you know it, it's lots of things that make it a place appealing and at the moment with this temporary measures to support social distancing there's work to be done as you referenced eve about partitioning off road space for walking and cycling so that uh, people can maintain their social distance and, and have space for uh, staying safe. It is those opportunities for people to get involved and say where they need to walk, where would they would want to see improvements to 
walking and there's um, some maps across several of the local authority areas where people can write their comments and otherwise you can you know uh, talk to a local council or councillor about about those opportunities and really it's about driving public awareness and 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 having the view to communities uh, on that and another aspect is, is the filtered neighbourhood this active creating sort of active neighbourhoods in a place by blocking off streets of traffic and there's work happening across greater manchester and and nationally so one of the beauties of walking is it doesn't need to cost you anything does it <laughs> you don't have to it's not a, there's no gym subscription um it you know in theory it is something that that is available and should be available to all and can really help us to tackle some of those inequities um that we've seen so starkly revealed in recent weeks around health um, and around access and, and opportunities and we know, as you refer to there, Louise, that, you know, in different parts of Greater Manchester, the level of choice that people have differs. So in some parts of Greater Manchester, you know, less than 50% of people within a community will even have access to a car. And for some, they'll be much further away from public transport networks. And we obviously know the particular risks now um, in terms of public transport that COVID presents. So there's a very real need, um, as you say, to, to enable more people to be able to, to walk as a key means of, of getting around um, for all forms of travel. Is there anything else any of you'd like to add in terms of how walking can really support those who are less likely to be active, to be active and to help us to potentially narrow some of the inequalities that we see in activity and, and you know, more broadly in society? I think if we make our streets and our towns and cities as good as they possibly can be for our most vulnerable users, then we make them better for everybody. So if when we're designing places and now as we're building back, if we're thinking about parents with double buggies, if we're thinking about older people and whether they've got time to cross the road on a crossing, when we're thinking about those people who perhaps have additional needs when they're out and about on the streets, we also make, we make our roads and our towns and cities safer for everybody as well. So we've got the opportunity, if we can reduce speed limits, if we can slow traffic and perhaps reduce traffic around schools and around communities through filtering neighbourhoods, then we give people on foot the opportunity to, to enjoy those places and to stay safe whilst they're out and about and walking. And, and like Louise said, we've got a call to action at the moment on our website because it's really important for communities to ask what they want for their local area. And, and they're the people who know their local area best. So they know the particular pinch points where it's difficult to cross a road, which junctions are really busy and are hard to get across, perhaps on the way to school. So they're the best people to tell us and to tell their local councillors what it is that would really help them to stay active in their communities. And I think just as well to mention, it's not, it's not just the, the benefit for those people of being active, it's the really broad benefits. We don't want to end one crisis and suddenly find that we've got another crisis or crises on our hands. We've got inactivity, we've got road traffic accidents. We've got the opportunity here to build back better and to tackle some of those other issues across Greater Manchester and nationally as well. So you've talked about some of the big changes in terms of, you know, infrastructure and obviously some of those changes very much rest within the, the hands of, of local authorities um, and within the sort of combined authority and, and with Transport for Greater Manchester in terms of the options we have 
in terms of infrastructure um, there's then the ways that within communities you know the ways all of you and the great work that you're doing and working in partnership with others both at a national greater manchester and at a sort of hyper local level you know can support people to think about walking really as an option for them and make it an appealing option you know whether that's scavenger hunts or you know fun and engaging ways um, as you've talked about there lucy and you know the benefits of, of the walking booklet for example in really encouraging people what are some of the things that people can sort of crack on and do to maybe help each other that don't rely on the council? So I'm thinking of, you know, pavement parking is a key, I'm sure, subject for, for all of us. Um, and it's one of those things that I guess it tends to be differing views on whether that needs to be needs to be aligned from the government or from a, a you know a, a sort of regional or district level um, but it's also something that in the end sometimes it's a habit that you could just encourage your neighbours can't you you can sort of take action on yourself are there any other examples like that where actually we can kind of be getting on for ourselves as as streets and as communities to make it easier for more people to to walk around locally i think there is something about modeling behavior and if we're if we're advocates for walking you know going out for a walk and telling people we're going for a walk and inviting others to join us and certainly at greater manchester walking we have an approach about encouraging people to be a walking champion or an activity champion or, or just a well-being champion or whatever you might call and all that that really means is you know just saying hey does anyone want to come with me i'm going for a walk or you know should we go for a walk instead of having this meeting at our desk if, if we ever get back to an office or can i walk and talk on the phone while i'm catching up with a friend uh, build it into my day so that it becomes part of what we do and certainly some of the work at greater manchester walking is is working with employers with you know nhs services with range of services about building walking into the way in which core operations are done so it's not just an add-on we'll do our work and then we'll go for a walk we'll do our work whilst walking or we'll build in our care and support for you know i don't know uh people at the nursing home or the care home we'll build some walking into the daily routine there or we'll do the one-to-one -one meeting whilst we're walking so it is thinking about ways in which we could build it into the day and certainly at the moment whilst we have a slightly different routine and, and traffic is lighter there are things that we can do to explore readying ourselves for perhaps a, a slightly different routine but uh you know the, the children will be returning to school eventually uh, you know can we find out what our best route to walk to school is come september or can we have a break from the working day by walking before our evening routine starts or start the working day with a walk as your walking commute you know so it's those types of things as well as the practical things but role modeling is key there's some clear, clear uh, calls to action there for everybody, whether you are up for being a GM walking champion, get in touch with Louis Louise, but yeah. also the things that we can all do as, as colleagues to encourage each other or as employers um, and as neighbours and friends. And at the end of the day, we're all social beings, aren't we? And it might be difficult at the minute whilst we've got to physically distance, um, but you know there are opportunities definitely to encourage each other to, to get out and to enjoy a walk and to inspire each other to do that and share routes and, and ideas and inspiration anything you'd want to add to that charlotte or lucy yeah i i'd just like to add how I, I love that people have turned their homes into galleries whenever you go for a walk you see beautiful rainbows that have been made by people in, in loads of different ways displayed in their windows 
and to me that really speaks of the power of community that we can you know we can make these things and put them up to say you know we're all in this together look what we've made um and I, I just think it's really powerful and i know that lots of people have been going on rainbow trails and i just think it's been really heartwarming to see that i don't know if anyone else has come across them yeah yeah absolutely definitely. Yeah, they've certainly brightened up my my daily little jog or walk. <laughs> and I'll definitely I'd choose purposely choose different routes and kept taking photographs of all the beautiful rainbows and messages, really, which certainly brought me a bit of joy to my day. Anything you'd want to add, Charlotte? I think just like Louise said, there's, you know, things are changing all the time. And perhaps for us, one of our main audiences is primary schools. And if people could just start thinking about that journey to primary school, so perhaps they've got to know their local area on foot and as they think about going back could they plan how to walk there with their family and friends perhaps have a practice run and just it doesn't have to be chaotic it doesn't have to be polluted around the school gates and it could be much nicer and schools but to promote that as well you know to promote that message about walking and cycling and being active on the journey to school so I think the more that we can Kind of live this message and each of us do our little bit but also share that with others and try and encourage others as well as louise said that real habit setting which is oh. an opportunity now isn't there we've had some good thoughts of us have picked up some good habits over the last few weeks and how can we redesign those in the ways we get around just one more thing if you haven't been active for a while perhaps you haven't walked or considered getting out you know and perhaps the school seems a little bit far away at the moment you know we can start off slowly and build up and that's the beauty about walking as as a as a form you can walk for as short or as long as you want from where you are to wherever you need to get and build it up and you can walk as slowly or as quickly as you as you wish or are able to as well so a brisk walk of, of 10 20 minutes try 20 in in may but, uh can provide all the benefits of uh, for your lungs heart muscles and brain that other more intense forms of exercise also provide but if you're not quite at the uh, level of fitness that you may once have been then you can build up slowly and I think that's one of the beautiful aspects of walking is that it can just start from wherever you are. Absolutely so the sort of park and stride model you know does work doesn't it for some people where you know they might not be able to always walk all the way from home but just thinking about taking you know a little bit of a stride um, at the end I know um, in Chalton, where I live, I've been speaking with parents across the local five primary schools who are now connected with each other to think about how they can kind of do some route planning together and create some really strong messages as schools gradually reopen to think about what would be some routes that people can be encouraged to walk and cycle along and where we can just let you know other people sort of know that they are going to be the key routes during that time and encourage them to if they can you know to drive another route or to be really aware um, and to be you know go particularly slowly so just some ways in which maybe just to really make it, set that intention and be quite prominent and saying you know be, be mindful um, and let's support you know our young people to make the you know the active travel choices where that is available to them and really support that so is there anything else in terms of thinking about you know both the challenges and you know some of the the good stuff um in terms of walking that's come out over the last few weeks anything else you want to add in terms of what you want to design into the future i think maybe just to mention about our air quality and uh, how we've seen a real improvement in air quality across our towns and cities as a result of there not being as many cars and i suppose that also often disproportionately affects certain communities and how we you know we have shown that we have the opportunity to do something about that 
by shifting how people travel. So I think active travel and getting more people walking and cycling as things return to a slightly more normal state um, is really important and, and just shows what a difference it could make to, a, to our local environment and to our health as well. Absolutely, particularly when we know that the links between obviously respiratory problems and poor air quality and then, you know, the impact of COVID as well is a very real issue, isn't there? That again, yeah, we don't want to go straight into a, another health crisis. So thank you. So my last question is a bit more of a personal question, really, which is just, you know, how do you like to move? Is that walking or is there another way in which you like to get to get around and to uh, get your daily dose? And how has that changed over recent weeks for you? So go on, Lucy, I'll start with you. Um, so I live in Ramsbottom, so I'm very lucky that I've got the hills on my doorstep and our usual walking habits would be very much getting up, up onto the top um onto the moors but I feel like through this I've actually learned quite a lot from my toddler and we've been going for walks around the block and really just slowing down and taking everything in and being very mindful in our walking and so rather than walking along the streets to get to a better destination if you like we're actually really enjoying walking on the streets and seeing what we can find and there is just so much to be found there you know, whether that's nature or whether that's, as I said before, looking at everybody's rainbows in the win in people's windows. Uh, so really, yeah, just slowing down and being mindful. And you can feel the impact on your well-being in doing that, I think. And really, I, I just wanted to add that I think that walking next to somebody is a really great way to have a conversation. And often if you need to have a difficult conversation, walking side by side can be a much better and easier way to do that. That's just something that I've been kind of thinking about as well. That's so true. I think I have the best conversations with my three teenage boys when um, I managed to get them out for a walk. Um, <laughs> certainly about being outside <laughs> definitely, uh, definitely helps. Yeah. And how about you, Charlotte? Um, so I usually do quite a lot of walking, but I'm a bit of an all-rounder, so I do a bit of running and cycling and other sports as well. So I've, I've done a lot more walking recently because it has been my, my daily activity and I've been staying local so for me the local green spaces along the River Mersey and the local playing fields and nature reserves have been so important and I think my walks have taken a bit of a different approach because it's similar routes every day it's allowed me to change my walk in that I've sometimes had conversations with friends or spoken to family on the phone whilst walking I've been out at different times of day to try and uh, avoid perhaps where the busier times of day and it's been really beautiful to see the changes in, in the scenery, to see the trees and the birds and the, the river change over the last few weeks. And I think I've just had a real appreciation of my local area and, and seeing it change and seeing it on a daily basis and, and really appreciating where I've lived recently. I think a greater connection with place and sort of pride in place that yeah. it evokes is powerful, isn't it? It is, and care yeah. that we then give yeah and sense of connection with people I feel like I, you know I go out for my daily walk and I see more and more people locally you know that you just get in the habit of smiling with which feels particularly beneficial at the minute whilst we're all <laughs> sort of trapped in our bubbles and boxes yeah um, I think it is that it's even though we're not you know directly contacting people there is that definite connection and it's it's a great way to reduce the isolation that for a lot of people um being in lockdown has brought so I think getting out and even just seeing people interacting has been really important. And much greater diversity it feels as well, of people out and about being able to enjoy walking or cycling. And how about you then, Louise? Yeah, like uh, Charlotte, I um, enjoy walking, cycling and running. And 
usually if I were to go for a walk, it'd be out for the day for a, for a hike or a four hour walk with a pint at the end. But doing lockdown, I've been um, active closer to home and I've been exploring uh, local areas. And I have discovered lots of uh, new, just small micro patches of green space, which I've enjoyed. And and like you mentioned, Eve, seeing the uh, a mix of people Often as family units actually thinking, I'm sure I didn't need to see as many families out walking together as I have done now. You know, maybe you know, parents or kids on their own but not together. Um, so that's been a difference. But what I've done is, is I've explored new paths and green spaces and then I've sort of connected them to, to make links between the green spaces and that becomes perhaps a longer route to run. Uh, and I've and I've taken the time to notice the spring growth and the details and I've really enjoyed it. And the other difference would be I've just gone out just to walk just as a break for my day rather than right, I'm going out for a walk for my whole day activity or my exercise, you know, my run, my cycle. You know, it's just been part of a day and then I might do a run as well would be my exercise. It's just a day to break it up and, and keep that mental well being, keep that grounding. And that's been vitally important to me uh, during this period. Brilliant. Well, thank you all for your time and for all the brilliant work you're doing. Um, it's much appreciated. And uh, enjoy the rest of your week, the last week of uh, the, obviously the walking, National Walking Week, um, but I'm sure walking won't end on Friday. And um, take care and look forward to continue to work with you. Bye. Thanks, Eve. Thank you. So thank you for everyone who joined me today. If you want to find out more, do go to the GM Walking website at gmwalking.co.uk and do share your stories of your walks um, with us on Twitter at GM Walks or on Facebook. Have a good day. I hope you get out for a walk at some point. Take care. If you've enjoyed this podcast, why not share it or tell a friend about it? And if you've got feedback or ideas for future episodes, please get in touch with our team at Greater Sport using the links that you'll find on our podcast page.